Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Attracting and Retaining Customers podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you some football. Yes, it's World Cup, isn't it? England's shootout win over Colombia on Tuesday. I was driving back from Cardiff today towards my base in Cornwall. And I was thinking about how I could look at the way the shootout worked in terms of helping you deliver great presentations. So that's what today's podcast is all about. This is the Attracting and Retaining Customers podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. And in the podcast today, well, we're going to look at the way in which the England's preparations for the penalty shootouts can help boost your preparation for your next presentation. So I was thinking about this in the car today on the way back driving down to Cornwall and I came up with five sort of things which I think will be helpful to you when you're next doing a presentation and clearly were helpful for England when they were winning the penalty shootout. So here they are. First up uh, is under pressure. Now England's penalty takers uh, we are told were practicing their penalties in training, but not just turning up and, and you know kicking the ball, you know, and doing the penalty kick uh, at any old time in training. They were mainly doing it at the end of the training session, at the end of a hard training session, because they were trying to replicate the conditions that they would face when taking a penalty kick. Because in you know in the World Cup in football, you've played ninety minutes, you play the extra time, another thirty minutes. And then it's penalties. And by that time, if you've been on the field for most of the game or all of the game, you are frankly exhausted, both mentally and physically. And then you're under massive pressure because penalty shootout, you either go home or into the next round. So it's huge, huge pressure. So it's very mentally draining. So to practice that um, that situation at the end of a very hard training session meant that the players had to cope and learn to cope with those conditions as best could be replicated by the people who are working with them. So what does that mean in terms of presentations? Well, very often, I reckon when people practice presentations, they never think about trying to replicate the conditions they're going to face. So if you're practicing your presentation, if you're just running through it in the office or running through it when you take your dog for a walk, that's all great. But it doesn't really give you the chance to practice it in that pressurized situation, which it's going to be when you're suddenly got 100 people in the room at an event or you're over the table and it's a really important pitch that you're presenting to an existing or to a potential customer. So here's an idea. Why not practice presenting to your senior colleagues, your bosses, and say, look, I really want you to you know, be in the audience. Just give me however long your presentation takes, 10, 15 minutes. I want to go through my presentation as though you were my audience. Because that will be quite a pressurized situation for most people. And that will help you replicate those conditions. So the first thing you can learn from England's penalty shootout, if you're a presenter, is to try and replicate those under pressure conditions. Now, you're probably not going to be physically exhausted when you do this, but clearly, you know, people get themselves in a bit of a mental state when they're about to present. So try and replicate getting yourself into that same mental state, being a bit nervous or a lot nervous, and do it from there. So that's number one. Put yourself under pressure and practice being under pressure. The number two tip is the slow walk. Now, England's backroom research team had concluded that in previous tournaments, the penalty takers, the England penalty takers, had just been too quick because, you know, you'll have seen on TV, if you don't know anything about football, the players have to stay in the centre of the pitch, the centre circle, and then when it's their turn to take the penalty, they go to the penalty area where the penalty has been taken. Now, the scientists, if you like, I'm sure that's what they're called, in the England research team realised that in previous tournaments... 
the it, you know the players have been quick to leave the centre circle when it was their turn. They get to the penalty spot, they take the penalty quickly, and of course, as we all know, in the past, it's not been very successful. So they concluded that they were walking and, and taking the penalty, walking too slowly, and then taking the penalty kicks too quickly. So the idea was to slow it down. So if you noticed in the Columbia game, England's players really took their time to get from the centre circle to the penalty area, and to help do that. Jordan Pickford, the England goalkeeper, deliberately gave the ball to each player, handed it over to them. And that, that was, uh, under, I understand, was to, again, to slow it all down. So if a player was a bit quick leaving the centre circle, Jordan Pickford would deliberately slow them down by giving them the ball. And then, of course, if you notice, one, you know, several of them took their time. They put it on the spot, took their time. So what's that got to do with you? Well, when I see a lot of presenters in action, as I'm sure you do, very often, because they're feeling nervous, they get off to a very fast start with their presentation. They tend to race up to the, you know, the podium or the, or the place where they're presenting from, and they just go diving straight in at great pace. And the danger of that is, is that your, your audience can't keep up with you at the beginning. Now, of course, you want to create an impact at the beginning, but you need to, you know, you need to give your audience time to latch on to you. So the idea here is to replicate the slow walk. So when it's your turn to present, you're waiting in the wings at an event, then take your time to get to the position where you're going to present from. And then be very deliberate in getting your message over in the first 30 seconds. So deliver it very slowly, very deliberately. This is the key start to my presentation. And then your audience can keep up with you. And then you can speed it up. You can speed it up as you go along. But the slow walk is a great thing to learn from the England football team in terms of that. So that's number two. Let's move on to number three. Now, number three is picking the kickers. So according to the press reports on all of this, England used psychometric testing to decide which players would be best at taking penalty kicks. So they analysed all the things that you would do in a normal psychometric test and decided that those players who actually took the kicks were the ones. And clearly they would have had a you know number six or number seven or number eight on the list should any of them have been injured and unable to take the penalty kick. So what does that mean for you when you're doing a presentation? Well, I'm not suggesting that you do psychometric testing <laughs> to decide who does presentations, but you might well do. But the point I'm going to make here is that very often, there are a lot of companies I've worked with, there seems to be this hierarchy of presenters. So I tend to work with people who will be part of a presentation team, but very often the boss will, will, will you know, of the company or the leading people in the company will tend to hog the presentation when it actually happens. And I worked with a communications agency who did exactly that. Um, and the, the people at the higher end of the organisation don't come on the programme. So they, they just assume that they're great presenters because, hey, you know, I didn't become the CEO of this company without being a great presenter. Well, actually, you probably did. So the point being here is that you need to pick your best people to do the presentation. And very often, in my experience, that is not the people who are running the company. Usually they're the ones who actually are not very good at presenting because they don't do enough preparation and they just don't practice because they think they don't need to. They can wing it. Hey, I'm the CEO. I can wing it. Well, I'm afraid you can't. And often, you know, businesses lose presentations because the wrong people are presenting. So if you're going to be ruthless about winning presentations and delivering them in a successful way, you need to pick your best presenters to deliver your presentation. 
So just have a look around your company and think, right, who are our top, if you know, you know, if there's three people doing the presentation, who are our top three presenters? And then who's your Harry Kane? Who is your best presenter? Who's going to be, you know, the person to get you off to that flying start? So at some point, someone's got to tell the boss, I'm sorry, but you need to stay on the bench because our top three presenting team are these three people here. And that's not you. That's a big decision. And someone's got to stand up, but it could make a big difference to your company. So think about, work out, who are your best presenters? You need to get them in front of the audience, not necessarily in order of hierarchy. There we go. That's number three. So number four is a follow-on from that. It's the order of your penalty takers. Now, clearly, England had a well-planned order. Um, in the Columbia game, they brought Marcus Rashford on uh, to take the second penalty kick. He only came on as a sub with a few minutes to go, but clearly he was the number two. But the number one, of course, was always going to be Harry Kane because Harry Kane took the penalty in the game. He takes all the other penalties you know, that, that England get if he's on the field when the penalty is given. So you put your best person up front and you take the penalty and get because you want to you want a great start you want to get off to a really really flying start so put your best penalty takers right at the top of the order and that's the same when you're presenting so if there's a little team of 3 of you doing a presentation um get your best presenter to start it because that immediate engagement you know that first 30 seconds where you've got to get an impact with the audience you've got to get them thinking hey this is going to be worth listening to this presentation is so important so get your best presenter up there top of the order opening the presentation and making a great start for you so that's is number four and number five is simply practice because, you know, I, I, I kind of despair a little bit sometimes when I go to business events and people say, you know, people say, I've even heard people introduce their presentation and say, I'm sorry, I only got this presentation the night before. Oh, you know, for goodness sake, you know, you've got to practice it. Um, and England clearly, you know, practice their penalties. It'd be a bit like England turning up to take their penalties and saying, oh, well, uh, we, uh, we thought about what we're going to do, but we've not actually run through it. We've not had a practice kick. We don't know what we're doing. Crikey, by the time England took those penalties, every single player apparently knew exactly where they were going to place the ball. So, you know, doing your practice is really, really important. And why, why, why do people think they don't need to practice presenting? It's just incredible. I find it astonishing. But it's kind of almost as think, well, I just do the presentation. It's not going to make a difference. So if that's the case, why bother to do it in the first place? So do practice your presentation. But, you know, we're not looking for you to practice it word for word because, you know, that will sound too scripted. But, you know, I heard somebody say, you know, practice enough not to mess it up. And that's what you need to do. So there we go. Those are the five things. So quickly running through them. Let's have a quick summary of those five things. First of all, you know, pr try and find try and find the opportunity to practice your presentation in a pressurized situation. That could mean presenting it to your boss or, you know, top senior management team. People you'd feel a little, un, you know, uncomfortable with presenting to. Second thing is when you do the presentation, you know, do the slow walk, which is, you know, slow walk up to the up to the podium to get going or, you know, slow settling into the room and take your time in those first 30 seconds. Make sure that your message comes over in a deliberate way. Number three, you know, make sure you are using your top presenting team. So if there's one, two or three of you presenting, however many there are of you presenting or pitching, then get your best people in there. So if there's just one person presenting on behalf of the company, use your best presenter. 
And very often, frankly, that isn't the CEO or the MD. Number four is make sure you get the order of penalty takers correct. So in your case, if the three of you are presenting, or two of you even, or four of you, or six of you, as uh, happened in one uh, organization I was working with on a sales pitch, make sure that your top presenter goes off first. And finally, you know, do get that practice in. You know, it really will make a difference. And uh, a top tip, because one of the things that people do in presentations is they overrun on time. So my top tip is always practice delivering your presentation in 80% of the time that you've been allowed. So there we go. Now, if you'd like really to turn your team or yourself into a great presenter, then, you know, why not think about taking part, you know, hire, you know, but you can bring me in. I've got this fantastic, highly interactive, fast-paced, and it is great fun one-day program. It's called Deliver Awesome Presentations. And it can work for five, six, seven, eight, really, of you and your colleagues over a day. So if you want to do that, um, I've got some you know, dates on now. I'm now booking dates in for September and October, kind of full in July and August. So uh, September and October, would, you, know, you can do that. So email me, trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk. And uh, yeah, let's see if we can fix it up. So there we go. Um, I hope this uh, doesn't put the mockers on England in the quarterfinals, of course, which uh, are coming out uh, when you hear this podcast on Friday. They're coming out on Saturday, of course. But anyway, it'll be useful regardless. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed that. Um, if you uh, if you've really if you'd like to, you know, subscribe to this podcast, that would be fantastic. And it would be even more fantastic if you think it's uh, nice. You think you've learned something from it. And you like it, and then you leave a you know a review on uh, on your, on iTunes. Ideally, that would be brilliant. So there we go. Hope that's useful and um, thank you for listening. And I look forward to the uh, sharing something with you very soon in the next episode of Attracting and Retaining Customers.